Okay. Everyone, stretch your little arms. What well, are you doing? Why, why did you look at me when you say little? <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Let's put your dice on the cutting board on the table. On the cutting board? All of them. Put all your dice on the cutting board on the table. What I have here is some special water. (laughs) This is our rolly water. And we are going to use this to purge your dice of the evil that afflicted them during the last episode. So just if you'll if you'll just tilt it just enough to get some water on your fingers. And then is there anything you want to say to your dice before we do this? Be cleansed. (laughs) Be gone. Heal these dice. <laughs> I didn't realize we were into rituals. We are spurging the dice right now. All right. Do you have everything you want to say out? Did they hurt you last game? <laughs> you did me dirty last week. I just want to ask why. <laughs> okay. These dice are now clean. <laughs> I forgot you were going to do that. <laughs> there you go. You got your rolly water dice. Now that our dice are all clean, we're going to talk briefly about BattleBards. BattleBards.com is their website. Check them out for sound effects. And what's really neat is recently they just added the plate mail edition of uh, new sound effects. All sorts of steampunk type sound effects, robots clanking, western sounds. So if you have games that take place in those types of settings. It's another way to enhance your game. Also, if you sign up for a Prime subscription through BattleBards, be sure to use our code STACK and you'll get a 20% discount on that sign up. And that'll give you access to streaming sound effects and tools that you can use to prepare for games. Check them out, BattleBards.com. Also, we concluded our contest on Monday. Our winner was Heatherweight8 on Twitter. And she has won the right to create an NPC for use in a future game. So we'll be getting into contact with her about that. And I guess I won't reveal who the character is at the time until after the game is over, the episode is over. But it'll be fun. If you're looking to contact us, we would love to hear from you. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Stackadice. We also have an email address, stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And we have a great wiki that hasn't been edited for about a week now because I've been busy, but vartalon.wikia.com. We do some maintenance in it, but we would love to have stackers also contribute. If you hear something in a game and check it out and it's not there, we'd love for you to add an entry. We'd love for you to update an entry with new information that has appeared during a game. Just check it out, vartalon.wikia.com. The question I want to start us off with to get us thinking about our characters is you have all been traveling in a desert land for quite some time now, several episodes, baking in the sand and the heat. What is your character craving right now? Peter? Thane? Water! (laughs) (laughs) So just missing having ready access to water because Arden was right next to a river. Yeah, that, and I guess he also just misses green, like natural green. Yeah, in fact, Tira has, I guess you're still wearing that dress, aren't you? Um, I don't think you took the time to change clothes before you ran away. Oh, the fancy away. dress I bought yeah. for meeting with I the Serdan? In I fact, think I think we're all, we're all yeah. dressed up. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, that's the only green that's visible aside from the tent, the library tent. So yeah, that's that's a good one. Womberbash. I'm missing animals, uh, nature too. Uh, maybe probably the green as well. Um, I'm more more comfortable with that. What's irritating me, which I know that's not the question, but what's irritating me is sand has gotten into my uh, foot wrapping, so to speak, my mm. sandals. And it's, it's making my, my feet raw because it's rubbing up against it and stuff. I don't appreciate that. You're getting blisters? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. So that's going to slow your speed by five. Actually, I'm not getting blisters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. So would Womberbash consider the desert nature? You said he's missing nature. Does you, he, it's, a, it's not the nature he's yeah, looking it's, for. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no, I mean, maybe at night, maybe lizards might come out and run around or something. But, but. During the day, it's too hot for any real living creatures to be visible for the most part. So he's all about, he's wanting to get see some, some venison, I mean deer. He's <laughs> wanting to see some bake, I mean boars. He's wanting to see, you know, animals again, um, running around freely that he can capture, I mean pet. And, uh, <laughs> and to eat, I mean talk to. So, yeah. Okay. And Tira, what is Tira craving or missing? She's missing dark and dampness, missing the... The mine. Hmm. Uh, same, same as the rest of these guys. It's just it, being out in bright sunlit heat is not her natural habitat yeah. at all. And are you fair skinned? Is Tira fair? I would assume so if she's been underground most of her yeah, life. From what I've seen, yeah. There, there, may, be, <laughs> oh, wow. there may be some sunburn going yeah, on too, probably, right? Yeah, probably. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Hello everyone, this is Rhett, the DM for Stack of Dice. This 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the homebrewed world of Vardalon with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mum. Thane as Peter Greyhawk. In the last episode, the heroes of Arden apparently decided to put foam on their weapons to make for a fair fight with some guards from the collapsing <laughs> city of Jama. <laughs> and, pro- and also fight left-handed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with your feet. Yes. Left-footed. The prolonged struggle was bitter, but at long last, the heroes escaped with Sadia and her brother. Who's ready to tell a story? I Me. Am. I guess. <laughs> Brace yourself. Yeah. Again, when we left off last time, you had mounted on these really odd-looking creatures, the sand runners, that are, I guess, through your ride, uh, through the darkness, Sadia happens to call back to you that they try to use these only at night. Uh, because these are creatures that even the uh, the Arbanim don't really know about, or if they do, it's only creatures of legend. So they try and move on them in the darkness only. So you're rushing across the sand on these long, stilt-legged creatures. You're up high, and you're just seeing the landscape just rolling by you. So you're you're flying. It feels like you're flying across the skimming the surface of the earth. And I, I don't know, what, what kinds of feelings would that provoke in your characters? I, I think I would be motion sick or something. There is a little bit of a sway, yeah. No one's really moved like this before. And I mean, I, I guess I kind of got accustomed to riding like this on a camel, but then I got even higher. 
and so I'm having to readjust. Wumberbash is too worried about basically falling asleep at this point because he's still pretty pretty exhausted from the fight before the fight, and then just the running around attempting to fight, and then now it's pretty much time for him to say nap nap time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Tira's barely conscious at this point. Right. I know that the two of you, uh, Peter and Tira, really took a beating. Peter's and Wamberbash, I think you you got hit, but you've regenerated because you're a stupid immortal. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Several hours of travel flow by you as you bob wearily on the back of your sandrunners. The odd creatures that Sadia and her people use to move swiftly across the desert. The sand blurs by you in the dark as a hazy, shapeless landscape. And as daylight approaches, brown smears shining with a golden light. Just when you think you can't sit up any longer, you see Sadia stir ahead. She looks back at you, and her teeth flash white in the early light. We are home. Here you will find the rest you deserve. As your sandrunner's long legs step over a small rise, you find yourselves peering down a gentle slope at the bottom of which lies what looks like a large crater with vertical walls. They, they run straight up and down. From atop your mounts, you can see the inner faces of the crater's walls are studded with doorways and windows. The homes of this village burrow directly into the rock, leaving the central courtyard open to the sun and the wind. So if you remember Luke's house on Tatooine, where they were yes. kind of arranged around That's that courtyard. That's just what I was thinking about. Good. At your approach, Sadia lifts her voice in a joyous shout that changes swiftly to a fierce-sounding but oddly beautiful song. Down below in the crater, you can see people clad in the same simple linen clothing as her flowing out of the rocky shelters to gather in the open area. Your sandrunners follow a well-worn path down into the crater, and strangely you feel the temperature drop a few degrees. In the crater center is a clear pool of water, around which are the mouths of several wells, although most of them are covered by large stone lids at the moment. At the end of the descent, children flock around your mount's legs, joining in the song until the air is filled with the trilling tune. Older villagers, grinning toothlessly, walk alongside you, looking up at the strangers with awe on their faces. Is there anything you want to do or say? I'm just, I'm just seeing what Sadia does. I'm hungry. You smell early morning food cooking. Uh, from somewhere in the in the cliff faces, breakfast is being made, and I guess those who were preparing it are either still there at work or have rushed out to join the reception. But more importantly, we're exhausted. Yes, yeah. you're bone weary. Uh, you've not had really any sleep to speak of through the night. And as Sadia slips off of her mount and touches down lightly to the ground, she helps each of you down. And with some quiet words to her fellow villagers, they lead you inside the cool recesses of one of the buildings. And you find yourself staring at the most beautiful pile of pillows and sheets and blankets on the floor. And really, for the first time in what feels like an eternity, you slip down and feel the comfort of those underneath you. It's cool. And you don't remember anything else for a good long time. Like I'm eight hours? <laughs> I'm taking off my uh, fancy Seven. garb, and I oh. throw it onto the floor. Oh, no. uh, I am wearing a loin wrap, but, <laughs> but other than that, I, I threw my clothes Is on the floor. Is it a bacon wrap? Yeah, yeah. 
And then um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm just going to throw off to the side. I'm, I'm kind of hoping a little later I might be able to get that cleaned and, mm. and so I can fold it up and put it away. But I am just going to sit there with just my loincloth and, and just sleep at this point. But I am pretty hungry. So if, if some food could be brought to me, that would be awesome. At this point on the hierarchy of needs, sleep is overpowering the hunger and... You just... My hunger's pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. powerful. No, no. <laughs> uh, Tira? Uh, yeah, she, I'm just going to sink down. Yeah. You're not even... No. Yeah. I don't do anything. I just sink down. As is. And Peter, same? I'm already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> What's this waiting stuff? Okay, yeah. Over the next few minutes, gentle, well, not so gentle, snoring emanates from your sleeping chamber. I'm and on the opposite side of the bed is Womberbash, though. <laughs> they wake you up in seven and a half hours, so you've not gotten a full rest. Oh, come on. <laughs> seven, seven hours, hours 59. and 47 minutes. 59 minutes. Yeah. You sleep until you awaken, and it's actually drawing on toward evening by the time you finally stir. Uh, you feel completely refreshed. All hit points... Spell slots, psi points, everything restored. And while you bear the traces of your recent battles, you don't feel the fatigue like you had been. I, uh, I need to have an arrow removed from my leg. Yeah, you, you broke off part of an arrow, right. Uh, if you want to pursue that, we can. Yeah, please. Okay. I would prefer not have it sticking out. <laughs> yeah, I guess there would be just the tiniest nub of it sticking out, the splintered end. But then the arrowhead's in his leg. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But he got shot in the yeah. fight by Peter, I believe. Yeah, probably. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad fight. Innocent silence. Well, that, no, was, no, that was, was the good fight. That was the good fight. <laughs> that, that happened. That oh, was in the city. Oh, we escaping from yeah, the city. Right. Yeah, right. Imminent si- uh, innocent silence comes from Peter. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I would actually prefer to eat while the arrow is being taken out of my leg. Here, bite down on this. <laughs> bite okay. down on this meat log. Uh, so let's say that somebody comes in and begins to attend to you. They, they remove you from the bed so you don't bleed all over it. Mm-hmm. But they move you to a separate, like an alcove in this chamber. And I, I'm imagining the interior of these buildings much like those buildings on Tatooine where it's kind of rounded inside. And they have little alcoves for Whitewashed up to up like halfway yeah, up the Yeah, like wall. a stucco kind yeah. of thing. And uh, so they stretch you out on a wooden table. And you're just on your stomach, up on your elbows with a, I can imagine, a, a turkey leg or something. Yeah, kabob. Kabob, okay. please. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Lamb. You, you lamb can feel actually. them working. They've done something to your leg where, amazingly, you cannot feel what they're doing. All you can feel is the pressure. <gasps> they chopped it off. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my leg. <laughs> Yeah, after several minutes, the we'll call him a surgeon stands we'll call up. Call him a surgeon <laughs> stands up, and he he drops something into your hand, and it's the cleaned up arrowhead. Okay, right. I eat it. I, I eat it. I eat it. <laughs> well, since I'm still in my loincloth, I don't really have a place to put it, so I'll just hold on to it, I guess, in my right hand. <laughs> And tuck that into the loincloth. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, all right, so you are. All beginning to stir, except for Wamberbash, who is now limping around the room. Mm-hmm. Take a hundred points of damage. Points, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's that? While you've been sleeping, your clothes have been cleaned. Yes. 
And, so, and mended, I assume. Yeah, mended, cleaned. Uh, Tira, some of your shoulder seams were coming apart a little bit from your vigorous activity. Yeah. And so they've been gathered again. Well, I think I'm going to go through my pack for just the regular desert clothes that we had bought before setting out. I don't want to wear that fancy dress anymore. Okay. All right. So you're just going to bundle that up and put it back in your pack or do you not want to keep it anymore? I'm thinking I might give it to somebody. Well, why don't we role play that then? The lady who brings your, your clothes back, sets right. them down and then backs away, bows slightly. Oh, wait. Um, I doubt I'm going to have any further need of these fine she, garments. She's she looking side to side. Me. She can't. can't she. Anything. It's obvious she can't understand. Okay, you're right. I forgot about that. Um, What's that? All like right. You? So I, so I say wait, and she stopped. Right. Yes. Well, right. I think she understood your intent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I just, I, I have them folded up, I suppose, and I just hold them out. You. She looks shocked at first. You want me to wash them again? <laughs> she looks shocked at first. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I messed up. Yeah. They're gonna kill me. <laughs> no, 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 no. You take, take. Yeah, I can do Sorry. it myself. <laughs> I'm mumbling in my sleep. Yeah, he's like, he's, like, he's helping me take. Yeah. He's so excited by this exchange. She she puts her hands to the sides of her face, and she just you can see her eyes grow large, and then she reaches forward and gently touches the fabric again. She obviously cleaned it, and then she almost instinctively pulls her hand away quickly. But then she reaches forward and touches it again, and then with a huge grin on her face, she just reaches and takes it and then holds it up against her, and then she hurries out of the room. Okay. Why don't you take an inspiration point for that? Hey! All right, so I'm going to give my fancy clothes to somebody. (laughs) Tira, take these. (laughs) I'm not giving my clothes away at all. I spent too much money on them. On top of that, we have no idea what's in store. We may need them again, so I'm just going to put them in my pack. Tira's impetuous. Yeah. Tira, lose your 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 inspiration. Point. In fact, here is who was I talking to about that today or yesterday about how I have a hard time separating what I would do from what Tira would do because I actually did think of that. I thought, well, wait, should I give these away? Because what if we come up against something? But Tira wouldn't be thinking about all that. Nope. All she knows is, I don't want these fancy pants clothes anymore. And that also fits in with your folk hero background. That's you, true. You want to serve That's right. people. I want to thank her and do a nice thing for her. Yeah. And now you've made a friend. Okay. Who can't Peter, understand me. <laughs> yeah. Peter, you shift enough that it wakes you up. Uh, how do you wake up? Do you sit up quickly, or is it kind of a gentle... Oh, I, I wake feel... up and I go, Everything hurts! <laughs> <laughs> wow! Ow! <laughs> 25 points of damage that I took. Yeah. 25? Out of 37. Yeah, well. <clears throat> anyway, so I wake up and I just go, <laughs> And then I sit up. I'm good. <laughs> That's how Peter wakes up every morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, how I, that's how I wake up every morning. <laughs> well, I got that out of my system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So you're up. Now, I think before you really go any further, the three of you need to decide what your next step is. What are you going to do now? Why, why don't you rehash what you've accomplished and then what you think you need to do next. So we have found the jewel, I guess. 
of oh for goodness sakes the jewels are the cities of course we found the jewel right, we know fine. what they are let's, let's quit hammering around about the jewels we know right, what the so, jewels are so now Tira says Tira says yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> so now so there are three other cities there's Rahashmanath no that's the place that it's in uh, there's Jahamanad Abendale and Tuanui so we just need to figure out which one to go to first well, I suggest we get our map back out and see which one we're nearest to at this point. I'm going to put my um, original journey clothes back on um, for the most part. I'm going to rinse my feet off of as much sand as I can and put my wraps back on. Yeah, there are little basins in the room also, and so it, they're actually stone. And in the warmer air outside and the cooler air inside, there's a slight sheen of moisture on the outside. So when you pick it up, it feels cool to the touch. And you just use that to clean up. And you've never felt so refreshed. In fact, there's a little crushed mint inside the pitcher. So it adds that little bit of extra pep. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, taking a moment to talk over what your next steps are. Uh, You pull out the map and take a look at the three locations that are the remaining jewels of Edelin. And why don't you go ahead and talk through that? Well, so we have these two over all the way over there to the west. I say as I point over near uh, Jahamanad and Tuanue. And then I say, but there's this one that's just a little bit further south of us. Which one is that? That's Abendale in Mwaka. Well, it's definitely the closest. I, I think that makes sense for us to go there next. Do you think they have dried meats that I might be able to pack? Does the map show things like that? Like your no, map was green and brown. And the, the map that we have on the wiki does show topology and elevation mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. The map you have is more of an outline. Okay, so except, we can't even tell if it's mountainous or anything? Except for the places you've been. There is a, there's a little streak of color around the places that you've actually been through. So it's Ooh. like it's filling in. I, I mentioned this in a really early episode. Uh, that as you travel, the map does show like almost like a watercolor splash of color fanning out from the places that you've been. That's right, my, magical in and of itself. My, OC, my, my OCD dictates that I must 100% this map. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Not happening, Peter. Well, anyway, can does it show waterways and stuff down there? No, because you've not been there. Peter in particular, but you've heard of Muwaka. And oh, you've heard okay. that it's that it's, so it's a more, not desert. It's not you know it's not it's kind of like our continent of Africa where you have different regions. You have the the Saharan region where it's arid, and then you have the sub-Saharan where it's very hot, equatorial weather, and then down to the tropics, and it it's a broad range okay. of environments. So you I know, Morocco is a lot like that. I still that. need dried meats before we go on this journey. So I think I'm going to ask somebody if I can have some more meat. And that is what assails your nostrils now. As you sit up, you smell food cooking and it's spices. Mm. It's uh, the, even the cool tang of yogurts. You smell all sorts of things. <laughs> I'm, <dying>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really trying to get you because Michael is on a diet right now. And we're, we're just trying to twist the knife a little bit. You want to go to a Bendelin next. That's what you, yes. that's the decision you've come to. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. After, as you're wrapping up your conversation, your friend Tira returns mm-hmm. and she bows and she gestures toward the door as though to say, will you come this way? Oh, all right. I think she wants us to follow her. Give us all the rest of your clothes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you follow her out into the courtyard, and 
she leads you across the courtyard. I would say the courtyard is probably a good 50 yards across. It's pretty densely packed inside as far as the, the housing. It's all side by side by side by side. There's no open space aside from the courtyard. So you go across and from inside the kind of the opposite direction of where you came from, uh, you see a large hall. And when you step inside, it's everyone in the village has gathered in this feast hall, what it amounts to. And when you walk in, they begin cheering and you can see Sadia and Amesh standing at the far end of the room, beaming at you as you walk in. Are you going to be heroes of Jama now too? Not Jama. Oh, that's right. Not Jama. Not Jama. <laughs> we burn Jama to the ground. <laughs> Destroyers <laughs> of Jama. Oh, we are the adventurers. Heroes of Arden. Burners of Jama. <laughs> Sagers of Amish. And the eaters of fine meats. <laughs> Wearers of fine clothing. And when you walk into the room, you can see tables laden with food. Now, laden may be a bit of an overstatement because this is not... A culture. They're a traveling band. Yeah, they, uh, this group is not so much. They I they see. seem to have a pretty fixed dwelling here, but they don't have fields. They don't. So it's it's what they can afford. So there are plates, huge platters of rice with stuffed dates, cuts of meat. Rice. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Across the tables, there Baklava, are these pitchers. I'm sure. <laughs> Pistachios. <laughs> You're doing it to yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, this is all on you. Uh, but yeah, you, you walk past these plates. Uh, I guess Wamrubesh may be taking a fistful as he walks by surreptitiously. <laughs> and Sadia holds out her hands towards you as you come. And again, she's just beaming. Come, my friends. Go up there, I guess. Okay, you step forward. And it's not really a higher place of the room. It's just where she happens to be. Uh, but she turns you around to face the room. And she speaks in her tongue because I haven't prepared a speech, so she says something that's apparently very <laughs> eloquent in another language. My mouth and is full of food, and I'm chewing as I'm looking out at everybody. Wiping the grease off the corners of your yeah. mouth, yeah. Uh, and when she's done, the people burst into their form of applause, and I'll let you imagine whatever that is. It's not clapping. Okay, they snap their fingers. That's, that's how they applaud. I like fangs. <laughs> Bashing their head with their hands. Uh, or like in Galaxy Quest, Okay. Yes. Even though we've never before met, I consider you a father to me. <laughs> uh, and so it's obvious that you are welcome here. And Sadia says, because of the service you have rendered to me and to my brother, I grant you the title Friend of the Desert. We do not have riches. I cannot pay you. But you have our eternal gratitude for the friendship you have shown us in the face of great danger and tyranny. So once she makes that announcement, everyone basically begins eating and there's just this hum of discussion and activity. Some people come by and grin at you and, and drape their arms around your shoulders and pull you in for hugs. And it's just a very friendly place, maybe a little too friendly for some of you. <laughs> but it's obvious that their intentions are, are good. They're just excited that the, that their leader has returned to them, that uh, everything has been restored the way they wanted it to. All right. I'm looking for Sadia because uh, we need to talk to her about leaving. Okay. 
she's right there with you. She's okay. she's basically sticking with you. I thought you. we had been kind of absorbed by the crowd. Yeah, sort of, but she's stayed somewhat close. And okay. as you sit down to actually eat, she's with you to be able to translate any questions or statements that okay. people make. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to turn to her and, you know, kind of trying to make as much of an aside as I cannot speaking out to the whole room. Just We really appreciate this reception and, and certainly the way you've looked after us and, and gotten us back to health after such a horrific fight. Um, <laughs> it's a really bad, bad fight. Um, but the truth is we can't stay for very long at all. We need to move on. I feared that would be the case, but I also understand. The wind blows the sand wherever it will. You seem as though you have been marked for a great destiny. Wow, that's pretty much spot on, actually. Uh, we have... It's like someone told me this. <laughs> it's like I'm A being... little staggy told me. <laughs> it's like I'm being controlled by the one who controls the whole universe, and all I am is just a story okay. device. Okay! <laughs> We, we do have a lot more to accomplish on our journeys. Um, we need to head south, but I'm sure you know the best way. Where do you need to go? Abendale. Peter pops in from Peter. behind. <laughs> Abendale. That is a, a distant place. <laughs> I'm thinking not to clear where we've been, sister. <laughs> This so, is a distant this, place. Just, yeah, no, this is down the road. Come on. <laughs> is there anything that you can tell us or give us as far as the best, the best road? Or I mean, like, are there desert roads through here? Would she know about roads? There are ro- roads. Yes, we use them on occasion. Although we try as often as possible to stay in the sand. Where are our camels? They are here. They arrived I'm while sorry, you were sleeping. I was sleeping. asking you. <laughs> I've forgotten if we... If we he was answering them. you. They are here. They're here. They arrived while you were sleeping. When you left the fight scene, she said that her warriors were going to come along behind and bring the camels. So that's... Okay. You, you, Tira remembers. Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you ask Tira? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, I was still uh, reeling from the horror. Let's say that when you walked through the courtyard, you could see them tethered oh, okay. drinking from the, from the pond. You said it's evening now. It is evening. All day. Yeah, it's basically twilight. Okay. Um, just the cool of the day, purple in the sky, mm-hmm. all that. Got it. All right. If we could, I think we'd like to just spend one more night here and then leave at first light in the morning. That is fine. We will welcome you as long as you wish to stay. As far as your course, there are two possibilities. I must search my notes very quickly (laughs) (laughs) to find what those are. The first and the fastest would be to follow the desert road to the east, to the great city of Sawahudila. It is a port city. (laughs) Gesundheit. Easy for you to say. Hey, when are we going to (laughs) Sawahudila? I'd love to go there and eat something. (laughs) The other alternative, which would not expose you to as much scrutiny in your movements, is to head southeast of here. It would force you to ride across more desert, 
but would eventually lead to the border of Muwaka. No, we are going by the road. No more desert. Either way, you will cross the great grassland, and it will be a relief to those who are used to... Grassland. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To greener places, as you are. Are there any particular dangers associated with that? None beyond lack of civilization and the wildness of the place. Well, thank you very much for the information and for all of this. From Sawah you would be able to catch a ship, which might save you many days' travel. I do not know if time is of importance to you. It is, actually. I'm just thinking, like, since we just woke up, I'm not really that tired. Do we have to stay the night here, or can we just travel on for a while? As you ask that question, there's a commotion at the door to this room, and a figure comes in carrying something in his hands, and he strides right up, and the people part, strides right up to where Sadia is sitting, and he plunks it down on the table. It's a head. And he says something in their tongue to Sadia. The people, while they draw back, they don't seem alarmed by this. This is not apparently uncommon to them. And Sadia looks concerned and says something back to this person. He, he's apparently one of the riders or guards, the warriors of the people. And he hands her a bloodstained piece of paper. And she uncurls it and then gives you a glance and says... This is not good. This was a messenger of the Sultan. Here is what this note says. She rolls her eyes a little bit. His majesty and giver of life to his people, the supreme Sultan Jamail Uddawah Ed Khamsh Mirtoch II, to the people of Setharban, greetings. We enjoy health and prosperity thanks to the unwavering support you provide great people of a great nation. Be it known, however, that there are currently those within our land who seek to harm our person. These three people claim to come from Moriga to the west and are fairer of skin. One, a woman of short stature, carries a large axe. A man wields power of a dark nature. And the third, a man also wears a shield and the symbol of one of the... And she, you can see her struggling... She reads the word Mabchat, but then she translates false ones. Peter's face goes red. Know that anyone who provides information that leads to the capture of these dangerous criminals will be rewarded richly by our own hand. Any who provide them with shelter will be treated as criminals as well. Rejoice with us in our continued health and know that our wishes for your continued health and prosperity are with you always. Then there's the seal of the Surdan at the bottom of this note. Mm. Sadia turns to you and says, we patrol these roads carefully, and we believe we have caught every messenger that was sent from the city, but we can't be entirely certain. I can't believe the Surdan would do something like this. Well, I, I, mean... would, I would almost suspect that it was his vizier's doing, but I killed him. I mean, it's not too hard. I mean, we to... did burn his place down. Yeah, I and mean, I think he's still pretty angry. Yeah. So, regardless, looking back, what the Sordan saw was 
you fleeing with a prisoner, a high value prisoner, and even if he didn't want him imprisoned himself, it was still not lawfully done, and killing guards and attacking his vizier. And obviously there was conflict within the camp, but at the same time, with all the confusion, it may have been hard for him to see. So as far as you know, he, he could have seen it in a way that made sense to him. It might be a sign of weakness, too, if he doesn't do this. So Yeah. So there's all sorts of reasons possible, but uh, it, it, it's not entirely out of character, I would say. If, if Tira were thinking that direction, which she isn't. <laughs> so go right ahead. Quick <laughs> excuses for him. <laughs> okay, I will stop. Stop signing with the bad guys. Well, I just think we should get on the road because I am not tired, and we should just avoid contact with people wherever possible and get to uh, some places out and beyond what these messengers would ride. Do you feel ready to encounter one of these messengers on the road if we if we head out now? I'm one fine. messenger against I'm just, three of us. I'm just making sure you guys are ready. One I'm messenger fine. against three of us. He doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> or does he? Or does he? <laughs> <laughs> Peter... Well, Sadia, in light of this, maybe it's best if we leave immediately. We don't want to put all of you in any more danger. So playing back what she just said, they feel that through their patrolling of this region, they have caught all the messengers that come through. So perhaps the port city would still be safe. Although, you know, it may not be. Maybe one of the messengers got through and has delivered this message, in which case people would be on the lookout for you. Or you could go the longer, but potentially safer way across the the, uh, the desert and into the grassland. I say the faster way. Yeah. yeah let's Time go, is let's, of the essence. Let's go through the city. We can disguise ourselves. We can, That's very true. We can just keep a low profile. Sleep I in the streets. <laughs> As Peter walks into the city and says, we're on a quest. Uh, yeah. We're the heroes we're of our life. We're on the way to Tour on the Way. <laughs> and Abendale. Abendale, that's right. We're going to Abendale if anyone wants to know. <laughs> you want to come with us? We got room. Okay. Uh, Tira's got a huge axe back there. To, uh, that short lady right over there? Short yeah. lady, yeah. We burned down there. Jama. We burned down Jama. We feel really badly about that. Sir Don's a great guy. <laughs> the vizier, not so much. We yeah. killed him. Yeah. Cut him in half. <laughs> half the man he used to be. All right, so you are you're committed to the, the yeah, port city. Yeah, gonna and you're, back. you're gonna leave tonight. Yeah, that's what Let's I'm. Head back to our tonight. room and okay tonight. <laughs> all right, you go ahead and make ready. You make sure all your gear is accounted for, Peter. I'm assuming you're going through your normal routine of packing everything just so. Aye. And once you're all ready, they will not let you take the sand runners. You're going to be back to your camels. Yeah, that's and I I've been meaning to ask you this: Have you named your camels? I have. Oh. I mean, mine's smelly. <laughs> smelly, the camel. Pork meat, the second. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the camels. Junior. No, I haven't named my camel. I'm terrible at naming Been names. through the desert on a camel with no name. <laughs> <laughs> well, who sings that song? America. Oh, I can't really call it America, can I? <laughs> Amerigo. <laughs> Moriga. Moriga. <laughs> hey, you should name him Neil. Yes. Okay. Come on, Neil. <laughs> Kenneth, <Yeah>. get going. <laughs> well, Neil's head comes to a point. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So you take your camels. You They are already refreshed and ready to travel. And you swing up and you are ready to go. You climb the path that leads you back out of the crater. 
and the desert stretches before you, so you can head east. After mm, maybe an hour's steady pace, you do find the harder-packed road that leads to the east. And now that you're on your camels again, you feel perhaps a little bit more comfortable, like you're the, feeling the wind against the your face. Exactly. On the road again. You're moving, uh, but you feel that you're not moving nearly as quickly. Before, you thought maybe the camels were just fine, but now that you've had that taste of the sand runners, you think, oh. And now you guys all have the hunger. <laughs> moment by moment, even in the evening hours, you can feel the heat emanating from the ground. And glancing over at each other, you can tell, even in the dim light, uh, that you're redder than you used to be. You can feel that you're getting burned by the sun. Yes, For the record, I have olive skin. Oh, that's right. I might be a little darker. Except for Womberbash, who looks darker. (laughs) He's got a great tan going. (laughs) He's he's looking very suave, yes. (laughs) It's pronounced salve. And so traveling through the night, the morning sun comes up in the east, and you're riding toward it, and gradually that light washes over the land. You can see the long shadows of the camels behind you become steadily shorter. And then from time to time, to either side of the road, as the day wears on, by the way, you brought lots of food and drink with you, so yes, you're, you're we did. fully provided for. Indeed, we uh, did. You see sand funnels form. They, you just see them kind of kick up every now and then. No, nothing spectacular, nothing fancy. Just the, the wind blowing across the sand causes little weird disturbances. After several more hours of steady riding, you see the land drops off gently toward the north. So you seem to be riding along the rim of a giant shallow bowl. And that's when you notice ominous, silent birds gliding overhead. Their dark, unflapping forms are circling, and they seem to be centered above this bowl off to your left, to the north. At about the same time, as the wind sighs over the sand, you think you catch the faintest sound of music. If you choose to look into the bowl, you notice several things. First, large boulders are strewn across the floor. And, Michael, I'm imagining like, um, like the crater in Arizona. Not quite that deep. It's more gentle than that. But um, it's, it's that size. At this time of day, they don't cast any shadows, but you can imagine that they might offer a fair amount of shelter from the sun. Second, you can see some pieces of stone that have been arranged in a small circle surrounding what looks like the dark mouth of a well. And finally, throughout the entire bottom of the bowl, you see that sunlight glints off of little pieces of something scattered there. It seems to be covering a lot of the bottom of this bowl. What is all of that? I'm not sure. Should we take a look? I suppose so. You said all the, I'm gonna the get, I'm birds gonna get down. are circling this area? Yeah, the birds are directly overhead. There's, there's maybe about I'm three or four. I'm going to pick up a piece of it and put it in my mouth. As you reach for it, you see that it appears to be starstone. The entire floor, it's, it's not like it's piece by piece by piece by mm-hmm, piece, but mm-hmm. you can see that it's scattered broadly across. Like an impact point. Perhaps. I'm going to head down into the bowl and just like go to the center. What's the largest piece of it that I see? The largest piece, they, they all look to be that same fragment size that each of you has. There's nothing that is... About marble size or a little bit smaller? No, I, I imagine your pieces are about as long as your fingers. Like shards. Right, right, right. Yeah, shards. That's a good description of it. 
Okay, are you being careful as you go, or are you just kind of walking, I'm, I'm or are you on carefully. your camel? But I mean, I'm these pieces cat. are that my... big on the ground, and this in yeah. this bowl. Yeah. So they're about as big as our yes. shards. Yeah. Okay. When I when I picked up that one and put it in my mouth, what happened? Okay. I I, I was giving you the description before you actually did that. Okay. 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 So do you still want to do that? Yeah. Okay. You pick it up, and as soon as you touch that piece, you can feel it's almost like somebody has boxed your ears and you've lost your sense of orientation. Uh, and then a wave of almost nausea rolls over you. And then you begin to hear sounds like the, like a, a thrumming through the sand, a pulse, and it's very disconcerting to you. I'm going to take the one that I put in my mouth out of my mouth. Okay. And I'm going to pick up another one about the same size, and I'm going to put both of them into, a, um, into one of my packs. Okay. Uh, are you taking care to do that, or are you just picking them up with your hands? Yeah, I'm picking up with my hands. Okay. As you do, again, each time you touch another piece of stone, you get that same sensation, but as soon as it drops out of your hand, there's just the, for you, just the faintest tint of regret, but it passes very quickly. What are you doing, Bash? Well, I'm also reading a book at the same time, but I'm picking a couple of these things and I'm putting them in my bag. Why? I don't know. I mean, it seems like a star stone that we have, and, like, Peter already lost one, so, like, what happens if he loses or one of us lose another one? We'll have an extra. And by the way, I'm looking about... My eyes are big. Yes, they are. I'm actually kind of scrambling to grab as many as I can. Peter! Peter! What? What, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea for us to just pick these things up at random. But what if it is? <laughs> you you notice that. You, know, you notice well, a strange. It yeah. It's me being Peter. Answering. You notice a strange look pass over Peter's face as he says that. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, are you all right? I think so. You look odd. How many pieces are you picking up? Eight. Pieces of eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Peter, Peter, wait, wait, wait. What? Something about this doesn't doesn't seem quite right to me. I I don't know if that's how Starstone is meant to work. That you just gather as many as you can. Did one of you say you were headed for the middle? I did. He okay. is, yeah, Peter. Peter, yeah, you're you're picking up the pieces as you go. As I go, yeah. Uh, he, as I go. He kind of stiffens his back as he's walking away from you. It's like he's disregarding what you're yeah. saying, and heads toward the middle. And that's where the well is located. The mouth of this well. And it looks like it hasn't been used in a long time. But as you approach the well, you get a scent of almost like something decomposing. Is there a lid Do on the well? Do we all smell it or just him? As you are, are you going to follow him? I'm following him yeah. trying to get him to stop. As you follow him, I'm yes, not. you begin to smell it too. And I'm it's a very strong smell. I'm not following. Okay, you're staying closer to the rim of the bowl? Yeah. Okay, so you're watching them. Yeah, and I'm charging after him trying to talk sense. Is there a lid over the well? Like in the camp back? There is, but it's slightly askew. I'm going to push it open. Peter, stop! You push it. Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and do a strength check. Awesome. You get to roll, and we get to test the rolly and water. the rolly water Let's see, let's see if this worked. <laughs> 16. Hmm. You see Peter tense his shoulders. Both of you are behind him, and you just see him push and there's that grating sound of stone on stone and it tips 
against the backside of the wheel and just falls off. So it's tilted at a crazy angle. Mm -hmm. Looking down, you can see the glint of sunlight or, or you can see daylight on the water below. And it, the smell is not as strong when you poke your head down the hairs. So it's not like something fell into the well. It appears to be coming more from the large boulders off to your right, above which the birds are circling. I'm looking at the boulders then. You head over there, and you see a dark form on the ground in the shadows of the boulders. As you approach, a couple things happen. The birds above see the movement, and they begin to fly away. Dust begins to swirl around you, and a, almost like a singing sound begins to fill this bowl. Three forms <laughs> pop up out of the dust, and they appear to have beaked noses and wicked claws. And let's roll for initiative. Oh, yes! Man. Yes! yes. <laughs> 16 plus 2. I did not sprinkle my dice. Six, <gasps> I have 16. I sprinkled my dice. 22. Ooh. Yikes. No, I wasted a natural 20. Peter is full of initiative. I, waste, I wasted a natural 20 on initiative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's Peter, Womberbash. Uh, Womberbash and Tira, you both ended up with 16. Well, I ended 16. With 18. Oh, 18. Oh. Okay, Tira. I'm a 16. Womberbash and Monsters. <laughs> Here we go. Peter. I see these foul facsimiles of life. Ooh. And I'm going to attack them. But they didn't do anything to you. Yeah, they, but they, they have beaks. <laughs> <laughs> Rendering them evil. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can hear their wicked laughter ringing through the bowl. Oh, well, that clinches it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Burning a spell slot right off the bat. Here What's we go. What's happening? Tara, you're the one who should be charging. Well, but he gets to go first. I know. <laughs> but I'm saying, don't question it. Just No, that was me, not Tira. I see. Gotcha. I roll a spell attack a spell attack roll thing, and then on a hit, I deal 46 points of radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against the target before the end of my next turn has advantage. So, so you get to do damage and help somebody else. Yes. So I'm going to just aim at the guy in the middle. I see this as you approaching the boulders, and... Three forms pop up, one on either side of where the body is, and then one right in front of the body. So you're going for the one in the middle. Yes. Your roll? My roll was an 11. My spell attack bonus is 5, so 16 total. That is a hit. The bolt arcs from your hand and lances into this creature, this cloud of dust in front of you. It screams in pain as you do. That was a terrible rule. I just kind of dropped them. Anyway, so that is 16 points of damage. The thing dissipates in a puff of dusty smoke. As it does, there is an exploding sound. And I need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Nice. Nine. <laughs> Total? Yes. As the thing explodes... You feel a sting as bits of rock and fragments of dust and things hit you in the face, and you don't close your eyes in time. You are effectively blinded for one minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> you see Peter shoot this bolt out, and whatever it was he was aiming at explodes, and then he staggers back, covering his face with his hands. And you can see 
uh, pockmarks of blood and, and even blood streaming down his face oh, grief. Uh, as he staggers backwards. Whatever that was, that the explosion echoes throughout this bull. Womberbash, you are a good, I'll say, 40 or 50 feet away now. Uh, and Tira, you're closer. Okay. All right, I'm just going to go, Peter, get down! And I'm going to take out my, my fancy axe. Okay. And head, I guess, is there one? So you said there were like one on the other side and one in the middle. So which one is nearer? <laughs> uh, the one on the left, let's okay. say. Okay, I'm going to head for the one on the left. Okay. You are going to be able to reach it this turn. Okay. So go ahead and move to attack. Move to attack. Uh, so that's a 23. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> Big time. That hits. All righty. <laughs> With 16 points of damage. Tira. <laughs> You need to roll a constitution saving throw. Yay! This creature also explodes. All right. It's a DC of 10. Nine. Does anything get added to this? Constitution. Constitution. You should have a bonus to that. Is it colored in? Yeah, it's colored in, so it's plus four, plus two. So nine plus 15. 15. Tira, you, I guess, learning from Peter's mishap... As soon as you, your axe bites into this thing, and you can feel resistance, it's odd mm-hmm. as you hit it. You would think that a, a swirling cloud of dust would not have this effect, but you feel as if it's actually slowing. And then here comes the expected explosion, mm-hmm. but you manage to divert your face. And so you still take not, no damage, oh. but you, you still feel this, the scatter of stuff across your face. And when you turn, you've got that streaks of dust and everything, but otherwise you take no ill effect from it. All right. At this moment, the ground beneath you rumbles, and you can see the sand beginning to blacken, and then this pillar of fire erupts from the ground. As it comes up out of the ground, it blossoms, and it looks like arms come out of it. What? And you can feel heat emanating from it. Womberbash, from your position at the rim of the bowl, you can see the air shimmering with the heat. And now it is your turn, Womberbash. Are you going to do anything? What? I'm just going to watch. I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I am going to um, spend two side points and take on tough skin uh, real quick. Your skin thickens appropriately. You're used to the feeling now. And then I'm going to um, just run as far as I can toward that area. I'm only going to get about 30 paces, right? Uh, you'll be able to move, if you're running, you can actually move double your speed. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to run toward uh, him. And I'm going to say that that's going to put you within range of the fiery being if you want to do that. Um, it's basically between you and Peter and Tira. I'm only going to run halfway in between. I'm going to stay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself a little bit of distance from the, the heat. Um, and So if you just do a regular move, then that'll be okay, fine. Okay, all right, that's what I'll do then. Okay. I'll do a regular move. And um, from there... I'm just going to stand there because I don't know what to do at this point. I don't know what to do against fire. It's almost as though, like in the wintertime when you have a fire in your fireplace and you get close and you can just feel it, you, there's a natural reluctance to get any right. closer. Right. You're, you, that's why you pull up. And in fact, you're, did you get off your camel? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. Your camel, you can see, is jerking back like it wants to run. Mm-hmm. It's not happy with this situation. These camels, these poor camels, you've put them through. <laughs> poor smelly. I was I was assuming that when Peter and I were going down through the bowl looking for that we were walking 
didn't okay. think we were on our okay. camels. Okay, that's Sorry. fine. So all, all three camels are picketed up at the top, I guess. Sure. All right, and so you stop short, and you don't want to do anything else? You're just going to... How far am I away from the well? You are... I'm going to say it's about another 30 feet to your left. Okay, um, I'm going to go the full way to the well. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. And can I... Is there a bucket or anything else for this well? There is a leather bag perched on the side that, that would be used as a bucket. Can However, I lower? Can I? Okay. Not this turn because because you double moved, okay. you've used your okay. action. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stand there by the well at this. I'll point. say that the rope that's attached to it, you can basically push the bag and it'll fall in. And okay, next I'll turn do you that. Can draw that up. Fantastic. Okay. It is my turn. Mm-hmm. The remaining dust creature goes after you, Peter. Oh no. It floats unnervingly above the ground, and it, it looks like it's actually picking up stuff as it goes. And it heads in Peter's direction. Peter, look out! Whoa, I can't see anything. Oh, that's, that was a really cruel thing to say. <laughs> that was really look, mean. Peter! <laughs> see with your eyes! Peter, be careful! <laughs> Not with your hands. All right. That was really And terrible. instead of actually attacking you, as, as Tyria yells at you, tense, like you're bracing yourself for an attack, but instead you hear... A low chanting, and then you feel something wash over you. I want you. Oh, <laughs> that's never good. <laughs> to hand me the player's handbook. Oh, because I need this. Okay, I need to roll. The giant fire being just erupted from the ground. Uh oh. What? He's adding. <laughs> Stop that. How many hit points do you have, Peter? <laughs> how, many, how many hit points do you have? 37. You feel a drowsiness pass over you, but then it's gone. It does not take effect. Uh, the, you could feel the, the prickling on your skin like magic was being cast, the same feeling you get when you use your Starstone. And in fact, around you, you can feel the emanation of force from the Starstone scattered through this bowl. But whatever it was did not take effect. Oh, man. <laughs> and that is going to be that creature's turn. Now, the large pillar of fire sees you, Tira, because it was. Bring like, it! It burns its way across the sand, and you can see it scorching again. That, that blackness is just scorching as it approaches you. It raises one gigantic fiery fist and swings it towards you. You can hear the flame just roaring as an arm moves through the air. It's going to try and hit you twice. The first roll will hit. I got a total of 24. You're going to take 10 points of fire damage. You catch on fire. Oh my. You are actually burning. Marvagrash, make with that bucket of water. And will you? you will continue to take damage at the start of each of your turns unless you take an action to douse the fire. The second attack. Oh, man. Is an 18. You take another 10 points of damage. And. Not even more on fire. Let me see your inventory. You know what? Scratch all this. Let's, let's stop there. <laughs> we should run. We should run. I, I seriously think we should get. We should like get running or something. Like Tira. You're blind and I'm on fire. We shouldn't be running. <laughs> Tira, 
Douse thyself, pick me up, and all three of us, let's just You've stay taken out. 20 points of damage in one attack. Yep. Uh, several of your torches also catch fire. Good! In your backpack. Right. So now you've got flaming torches on your back. You've got flames you on are the side flames. of your face. No. She's got a flaming torch in her backpack. She is a flaming torch right now. Yeah. All right, so we are back to the top. Peter... I don't know what I can do. He hears well, my blood-curdling you're, screams. You're blinded, which means basically you cannot see. Mm-hmm. You're automatically going to fail any ability check that requires you to be able to see. And attack rolls against you have advantage, and your attacks against others have disadvantage. What would you like to do? Well, I think I'm going to point my finger in the big roaring sound. That you you can fire. hear it. No problem with and that. And I'm going to cast another Guiding Bolt. Okay. Now, you're going to do this with disadvantage. Okay, so that's an 18. That's your lowest? Yes. Wow. (laughs) I need to treat my dice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Treat your dice. (laughs) Treat your dice. That is a hit. Your bolt slams into this thing. You can see him going, (laughs) Peter... Hazily points his hand in the direction of the thing. Thankfully, it's so big; it's it's considered a large creature. And you, the damage, fifteen. It slams into this fiery creature, and the flames almost seem to roar with an animal-like sound before the flames close back in over where it was hit by this thing. The next attack against it has advantage, and that is Tira's turn. Uh, all right. Well, the first thing, I, I can't do anything while I'm on fire. You can, but you would continue to take damage. Right. No, yeah. I, I, I was already kind of planning as it went on to other people. So, Can I say something? Yeah. I'm over by the well. <laughs> <laughs> my first instinct is to try and rip off my pack and just drop to the ground and start rolling around the sand. Okay. You do that. You know, I'll drop the pack because it's got burning torches in that, it. That's going to take your action. Now, as a bonus action, if you choose, you can go into a rage. How's that going to help? That will help you by re- no, by won't. reducing bludgeoning damage. Now, this is fire damage. That's, right. why, that's why that's important. Because it's not bludgeoning, slashing, or piercing. Yeah. Um, but it would also allow your spirit guardian to take effect. I suppose so. I mean... What's more enraging than literally being on fire? She's on fire! Okay. (laughs) This girl is on fire! (laughs) She's got a hot temper. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, So you can use your bonus action if you want to do that. All right. I dropped dropped the pack, get down on the ground, and start rolling around and heaving sand over myself. Good. And meanwhile, go into a rage, almost without even thinking about it. Yeah. So as you're wallowing around on the ground, the flames go out, but there's just this horrible charred smell. Your hair is singed in all sorts of places. My beautiful braids. And the fire goes out, but now you're just covered with nastiness. Losing open wounds. (laughs) Yes. Third degree burns. Ugh. Womberbash, it is your turn. How far away am I from her? From her? She's basically rolled to within about 10 feet of you. <laughs> That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> okay, am I going to be able to take water from the well and throw it on her and as well as attack the fire monster? At this point, it looks like she's already doused the flames. Yeah, don't pour water on me, please. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take the water and douse myself. Okay, okay. interesting. Good. And then uh, I'm going to look at the creature... 
and I am going to perform Mind Thrust. What? Um, as an action, you target one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. The target must succeed on an intelligence saving throw or oh, take... Oh, don't do intelligence. One, Anything but one intelligence. 1d10 psychic that damage. it's stupid. Yes. <laughs> mm. Mind Thrust. It's got to be intelligence. Does a four make it? Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> you see it clap its gigantic fiery fists against whatever might be considered its head. Okay. And it, the flames just surge upward. Let me roll how, how close are you to it when you do that? Um, well, I have to be at least within 120 feet of it. Okay, so, so you don't have to move any closer no, to do that. No. Okay. Uh, but even with that, even though you're not within touch range of it... Um, the water is already starting to steam off of you, so there's this vapor coming that's visible in the in that's the sunlight. Dope, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Max damage. Twelve. <laughs> nice. I mean, boo, <laughs> boo, boo. This year. Hey, you owe us this. <laughs> okay. The thing now comes after you. It doesn't even really need to move its feet or anything. It just rotates like it's on an axis. Mm-hmm. And it comes over toward you, and those fists come at you. The first attack misses, the second one hits. And you know I'm 18 armor class, I right? I do. Okay. I do. I rolled a 15, and the plus bumps it up above that. Okay. And so you are going to take... Man, I keep rolling the same numbers, six and a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take 10 points of damage, and now you are on fire. This thing, as hard as it is to tell, you can tell that it is very angry now. And as it approaches you, again, the water is now almost boiling off your skin. You can feel it. Peter, back to you. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I forgot about my other little guy. Oh, the other beaky head. Who's just going to keep on hugging this me time, or whatever. This time... It comes at you with its claws extended. These jagged pieces of rock that are caught up in the dust begin to form almost like fingers, and it slices out at you. You just see these pieces of rock coming at you like talons. And they clink off of your armor. They just scrape down with a horrible grating sound, but that's it. Can I say something? Like, during the fight, can Wamberbash say something? Peter, use your star stone to heal your own eyes. (laughs) <laughs> cure wounds as I jab myself in the eyeballs. <laughs> I've got it <laughs> ow, 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 ow. as a star stone is sticking out of his nose like a corn cob <laughs> just like that Peter it is your turn well then I guess I'm going to cure wounds myself in the face what a great idea! I star stone in one hand, hand in the other hand. <laughs> I'm going to... And he covers his mouth. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to lay over my face and just... My, my hand glows white golden as green vines kind of creep over my face, I guess. Like, kind of stitching up all the little holes in okay, my... Okay, the, the superficial wounds close up but there's no yeah you're you're still blind it doesn't fix that condition it just heals wounds now if you wanted to say 
lay on hands that does fix diseases and conditions. Well, seeing as or I just did diseases. slap my hand against my face, I'm going to actually lay on hands. But uh, that's an action, isn't it? Well, I mean, seeing as I put my hand onto my face. You, you chose to cure wounds. So you've wasted a spell Pe- slot. Be smarter, Peter. <laughs> uh, or... Maybe you should offer that those suggestions beforehand, DM. No, 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 no that's that not would on be, me. Yeah, that's not on <laughs> me. Okay, Peter is done. Tira, it is your turn. You can pick yourself up off the ground, and you're just seeing red all around yeah. you. Yeah, and you're seeing like, Wombatch on fire. You're seeing Wombatch on fire. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> you two are just gonna keep putting each other out. <laughs> well, I'm over here blind and just kind of staggering around, whining. Oh, man. So, me, not Tira, uh, I'm torn now because I'm like, I have to attack the fire guy in order to give you guys the advantage of disadvantage rolls, but I also want to put Wombrabash out. Forget Wombrabash right okay. now. Just do it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm in a rage. You're right. I'm in a, Tira's raging. All she wants to do is get back at that dude. So, I'm just going to. Now, uh, how good is an axe going to be against a fire pillar? But you have a magic axe. It's not magic. It's just really powerful. The magic is. It it does have pieces of stone in it, doesn't it? The star stone stone makes it effectively magic. Now, you haven't actually used your star stone yet. I'm not a magic person. But I mean, neither were any of us before we had the star stone. She she doesn't have spells. I have zero. I understand that. But her her spirit guardian is the way she uses her star stone right now. Swallow your star stone and then hit him with the axe. <laughs> no, swallow it. Just get enough spit in your mouth first and then put it in there and swallow no. it. Swallow the star stone and jump into him. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get back up, heaving with my, so I'm kind of not on fire anymore. I look down, grab my axe back up, and you know whether it's reasonable or not, she's gonna head at the fire creature with okay, the axe. Okay, do it. Ooh. That's kind of. You run forward and swing your axe, and you don't hit it. It just seems to pass through some of the external flame. It's almost like the hair on your arm is now being burned off. What just from hair being on my arm? I was just on fire. All that's been. If there were some on your arm, there's not anymore. Okay, I am going to get some more water and douse myself with it again. Um, and then I'm going to look at the creature. And I'm going to do Mind Thrust again. Is that a bonus action? Mind Thrust is an action. Okay, so getting the water is an action. And rolling around on the ground to douse the fire is going to be an action also. So either way, if you're putting out the fire first, that's going to be an action. If you choose to stay on fire, you'll take damage, but you'll be able to use your action. I am going to use Mind Thrust on the creature and stay on fire. Okay, I, I would love to picture this. Okay, so I see Wamberbash, his legs shoulder width apart, and just flames lapping up your body. Coming out, your hair is smoking. And you just, it's hard to even say what you do, but it's like you just, the veins are standing out on your neck, and you just, your eyes are are wide open. This is so anime right now. And you do it. Go for it. So I need to to roll. Intelligence saving I'm getting better. Uh, nine. No. <laughs> One of these days. It's actually with advantage anyway, right? 
technically, I mean, I'm attacking you, so it would. She been... didn't hit. Okay. Though. Oh, you have oh, to hit okay. with an okay. attack. Okay. I'm so Wobber Bash, you you just mind thrust. Do you want to say anything while you do that, or yell? Or I'm gonna something? yell. I'm gonna go. Rah! Uh, eight points of damage. Say. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eleven points of damage. That's a nine, not a six. <laughs> you look so happy. The creature flinches from your psychic attack, and now it is its turn. Actually, no. Yeah. Because no one is, because you've not hit it yet, it's just attacking normally. It's going to go after you again, Womberbash. It hits once with a natural 20. Oh my goodness. It's already on fire. That's 11 plus 5 plus 3. So that's 19 points of damage, and your fire intensifies. You feel as though you're being tormented. All right, at this point, I'm constantly like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, and, and it's not like a. I'm like a. Okay, Peter. Uh, nope. I'm gonna. I, I just don't like this little dust guy. Well, neither do him. we. Peter, it attacks you and hits. Mm-hmm. And does six points of damage. Those bits of rock slash across your exposed skin, wherever that is. Now it is your turn. All right. Guiding bolt once more, and I'm... Wait, you're still blind. Yeah. You didn't do Do you want to heal yourself? Yeah, if you want to lay on... Well, let's see. If lay on hands counts... You can can expend five hit points to heal a sickness. Yeah, I don't know if it it counts for conditions, though. I don't believe it does. I don't either. It does not. You can can cure the target of one disease or neutralize one poison. So you don't... That's that's not either of these cases. This blindness is a poison to me. All okay. right, we'll just cast your guiding bolt in. And right. if you if you want to cast it against the big guy, you're going to do it with this event. Either one. Twelve. Your bolt just misses. It streaks off into the distance, and the creature doesn't even seem phased by it. Tira. Okay, what state? I'm not on fire. You're not on fire. You are within five feet. And you are enraged. I'm enraged. How close am I to the well? The well is a good five or ten feet behind you. Womberbash is standing next to it. It's like you're flanking this creature. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right, so I... I'm going to use this turn, I guess, to run to the well, get some water, and, and put Bash out. Okay. You're going to use your action. You dip the bag down, mm-hmm. lift it up, and as you lift it, it's just like you're going right into a pour. You're yeah, pouring yeah. it right over his head. Yeah. The water feels like a blessed relief. It pours down over your head. The flames immediately sizzle out. And that again, that strong smell of burnt hair and everything is is washes over your immediate area. But at least you're out. All right. Do you have any bonus action you want to use? Well, I'm thinking maybe I, I should... How far away from Peter am I? He is on the other side of this fire creature Blast. now. Because I was going to say, I think it's time to grab both their hands and run for it. But I can't do that because he's on the other side of the fire creature. What other bonus actions can I do? I don't think can you I have call any. call out to Peter? You could. <laughs> um, 
Peter, run. Yeah. I run right into the fire yeah, monster. Yeah, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't think what, because I know he's, I know he can't see, right? Yeah, it, it was very evident yeah. that he is blind. How many rounds has it been? Three rounds? Since you've been blinded. Okay, so I have about seven left until I am not blind. All right. I'm trying to think even what I what I could. I can't say this way because if he goes straight ahead, he's going to run into the fire, dude. <laughs> I can't say go around him because he can't see him. So anyway, he picks my. All right. So, okay. I'm just going to, I'm just going to yell to bash. We need to get out of here. Okay. Walmer bash. It is your turn. How far am I away from Peter? Straight line distance. It's about 20 feet. How tall is the fire monster? It is considered large, which means it's going to be... I'm going to say it's 25 feet tall. It's oh, tall. Okay. Um, I am going to expend two side points, and I'm going to jump essentially straight up. I'm going to try to do my trajectory as best I can, but just to jump over the creature and land next to, um, next to Peter. Okay. Now, that doesn't count as, like, my moving. Right. That is your bonus action? Yeah. So, so I'm going to—then I'm going to grab Peter, and I'm going to—okay, I'm going to go as far as I can away from the fire dude Okay. at this point. I'm going to count this as leaving its zone of control. Okay. And so it's going to get a free attack, and it's, okay. as it sees what you're doing, it's going to try and grab you. Okay. Right, hold on a second. Let me get, expel my side points, and I do that. So basically, I crunch down, and again, as soon as like the moment I leap, you see the crown crack, and I, I jump just right over it, and I land with a crack onto the ground there. I grab Peter, and I just if if you land. Okay, there, that's no. There's no such thing inside of here saying I can't land on my mighty leap safely. He's, he's trying to grab you out of the air. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. As you leap, you feel flames lick around your leg. Your, mm. your, it's like it slides down your leg till it gets to your ankle, and yeah. it grabs hold. Okay. And you just feel your, your progress arrested in midair, and you're back on fire. It has touched you, and now your, your pants are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Liar! Liar! <laughs> it so, catches so, up so to it, you. So it grabbed me at 40 feet in the air. Yes. So as you were going up, it just I see. <laughs> caught you. So you didn't even so get that So is he being height. held by the creature? It, it slams you back down. So you're going uh, to take some falling damage. It's, it's basically grabbing you and bringing you back down to earth. Oh, my goodness. So you take six points of damage from hitting the ground, and the flames are going to do an additional nine points of damage. You're back on the ground. Where? In front of the creature next to Tira. Wow. So it's like you didn't even make it over. He just put you right back down where you came from. Okay. Okay. You're up. Yep. Peter, your creature (laughs) misses. Yay. This fire creature doesn't like you, Wamberbash. But both of its attacks swoop, I guess because you're prone on the ground, or you're, you're low to the ground, I, I won't say you're prone. You landed kind of in a crouch, but it just woof, woof, right over you. It misgaged. It Excellent. Didn't gauge your height properly. Peter, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? 
What can I do? I'm running out of spell slots. And I do not... My, I Have I repaired my crossbow? I don't think I have. You didn't say you did. Yeah, I don't think I would have time to do so. So my crossbow's still broken. Well then, I guess... Ah, guiding bolt again. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Disadvantage. Yes, the water's wearing off. Eight. This one misses even worse. Can I start backing away from the Okay, monster? you find yourself back. You can feel coolness at your back, and you, you believe you have stepped into the shadows between the boulders. You feel something soft underfoot. Is that the black body thing? You feel, it feels like, yeah, a body underneath you. Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> As you step on it, it stirs slightly. Oh. <laughs> but that's it. I'm going Tira, to... it is your turn. All right. <laughs> put me up. Put me oh, up. You're on fire again. Come on. <laughs> All right. Here's what we're going to do, Bash. Stand in front of the monster. I'm going to get a bucket of water, and I'm just going to throw it and get both of you. Good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Inspiration. Oh, you're, wait, you already had inspiration, yeah. right? From before? Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. You can use it to get an advantage roll. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. And then okay. can I have another inspiration point for that idea? No. Aww. no. Okay, so you dip that bag down. It comes yeah. up feeling get heavy. As full as yeah. I can get it. Yep. And <sighs> as it comes back up, you see the, the bloated bag come up over the edge, and yeah. you grab it with both hands and toss yeah. it. All right, 15 plus what? That's okay. That's enough. <laughs> okay. The water, Womberbash, you can feel it sizzling around you as it goes by. It splashes you on the back. The flames go out, and then the rest of the water travels over your head and collides with the fiery being. Go ahead and roll me uh, 1d6. Just a d6? Well, that's just yeah. a bag of water. I, mean. I thought it was like magic water that was like the one hit No one kill. said anything about magic yeah, water. Yeah, it's just a well. <laughs> yeah, but like there's starstone all over the place. Six. Yes. Six. It sizzles and you can see the flame starting to dissipate. It's not going away yet, but it's definitely looking weaker. Look around. See if there's anything else we can book. We can draw water from this well. I got it. I got it. Okay, Womber Bash, it is your turn. <laughs> all right, get him, Bash. All right, get him. So, <laughs> I am going to, I'm going to expel another two psi points. I'm sorry, four psi points. Ooh, this is going to be a big one. And uh, so I'm jumping 60 feet. In, no, no, no. 80 feet into the air, up, over. I'm really hoping that I am nowhere within the reach of this. Um... It's still within range. Okay. It didn't move. You didn't move. Okay. Um, but as I do that to try to get to Peter to run, it's my previous plan, I am going to start urinating. What on earth? <laughs> okay. You're running away and stuff is streaming down. I, am, I, 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 I crouch down. I crouch down. And the moment I the, the, the floor cracks, a flow just starts coming. <laughs> Idea? Got it. Got it. And then I am going to jump 80, 80 up in there so you see the splashes and, the, and the, the, the drizzles and everything else just shoot all over the place, right? I probably get a little on terror. like a fire hose, girl. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> Did you run away first to get the jump? I, no, no. Okay, so you're just, doing this. I'm, from... I just stand still and I just jump. Here comes the check. Okay. <laughs> Somehow you squirm through its clutches. <laughs> 
spraying, <laughs> spraying, <laughs> spraying as you go. There's a faint smell of ammonia in the air. <laughs> and over you go. Okay, and I land that night, night right next to Peter. I'm going to grab him, and then I'm just going to jet toward the camels as far as much as I can. Okay, as you land, um, as you're coming down, you can see Peter is looking confused. Looking. He, he's moving his head confusedly. He's gazing in the direction of the ground. And you can see that there is a body there, and it appears to be the body of one of those dragon-like people that you saw in the marketplace. Oh, okay. Okay. And it is still moving, um, but it looks very, very weak. All right, I'm going to grab both of them as much as I can, and I guess maybe because I got two people, maybe I might not get that far, but I'm still going to be heading toward the camel as much as I can. Okay. Uh, You... Move past, and that dusty creature also gets an attack at you. Okay. And it misses. So you make your way toward the camels, and these camels are beyond terrified right now. They they see everything that's going on down there. It's nothing like what they have ever seen before, and so they are not happy with this. Well, what's going on? Who's got me? The it's dusty me. creature comes floating after you, and let's see. One, two is my... Lizard or dragonborn. Wamberbash is three four, and Peter is five six. Did you mean to say Sham instead of dragonborn? I do, I do mean to say Sham. Those rocky finger talons come after the the Sham, and they glance off the scales. Uh, but you can hear the thing make almost like a pathetic mule, as wow. as the claws try to rake down its back. Meanwhile. Left with only one target, the fire pillar swings at Tira, rolls a five. That's not good enough. Rolls a 19. What does my mommy do for me? Anything? No, because it's attacking you. But we'll see. You take... Half damage. Half damage. No, because it's a fire attack, not bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing. So you take 10 points of damage, and you're back on fire. My turn? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. It's no, Peter's Peter. turn. Okay. Peter, and then Tira, and then Wamber Bash. Can I talk to him, though? Because I'm right Not there with on him. On your turn, yeah. <laughs> I hope you know what to do. <laughs> I, can use a te- I can't use telepathy? Not on your... Uh, not it's now. It's not your turn. Peter, it okay. is your turn. I'm out of... <laughs> I'm, I'm out of spell slots, so I, I don't know if I if he's expecting me to cast some magic or something. Womberbash is used to doing mind thrust, so he accidentally mind thrusts you instead, oh, <laughs> instead, as instead of telepathy. As, Peter he, convulses on the ground. Peter like, does. Oh, oh, sorry. Peter, 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 Peter. Right, Peter, what are you doing? Peter, what are you doing? Um, I guess I'm just going to follow him to the best of my ability. Okay. Maybe, so, maybe I'm actually going to squirm out of his arms and just sprint. Blindly? In the direction that we were traveling. Okay. I want you to roll me a dexterity check. Naturally. It better be if you get below, 20. If you get below a 12, you're going to trip and fall. Yes! Ooh. 14. <laughs> okay. You managed to pick your, I guess, your feeling with your feet. as It's not so much a sprint as an elevated walk pace, and you're making your way around the various obstacles. Tira. You're on fire. I know it. Just run. You have the bag of water again if you want to do that. I guess. There's no way that I can like 
throw up my own face and get it back on the guy. So Of course, you could just run into the thing with the water. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Sometimes you give us suggestions and other times you can't. I'm going to cut that. Which is it? <laughs> <laughs> No, but just be careful. Remember, the, the closer you get to that thing, you're going to catch on fire. So, I mean, yeah. if you... If it touches you or Can if I you hit it. Can I see that they are making their way around? Yes. All right, so I'm going to put myself out and try and join them. Okay. I, I see in my mind that as you catch their movement out of the corner of your eye, you drop to a crouch and you roll over mm-hmm. to put out the flames. And then you just continue that roll right up into running. Okay. <laughs> nice. And then you are basically trying to get around it. Now, it does get a free attack against you. Yeah, I know. And it misses. Thank goodness. You feel a weak swoof as it tries to hit you from behind. And it begins to scorch its way across the ground after you, but it's moving slowly. Okay. Womber bash. bash. Yes. Okay. Now here's the deal. So so Peter Peter went right. So I've got sh- I've got the sham right. But I'm gonna stop just just short of 120 feet away from the the, the the monster at this point. I'm gonna be as far as I can. I mean I don't know this range, but I'm, I'm pretty much thinking I can do it at this range. I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna mind thrust this thing. Okay. Do okay. it. Intelligence saving throw. Critical fail. <gasps> yes. Go ahead and roll twice your damage. It's pretty gross. <laughs> Eleven. It's enough. Yes. What? Yes. Womberbash runs to the, I guess, the edge of the bowl, turns around, and just with a fierce glare, and his hands swept behind him, he he does something. You can feel the air shimmering behind him from where you're standing, but this cone, <laughs> not that kind of shimmering. <laughs> <laughs> a cone of force just projects from you, rolls across that valley, and with almost like a, a sonic after effect, you can see the flames just parting, and then they diminish, and all that's left is a blackened, scorched, sandy yes. bottom of the pit. A chest falls from the sky, and we hear the little Legend of Zelda. Okay. Well done. As you stand there at the bull's edge, the... Sham that you rescued from the cleft in the rock staggers, drops to a knee, and then falls back down. And now a different smell. It's still, there's that tinge of the deathly smell, the decay smell. But now there's a light smell of almost like a, a, a grassy meadow also. On him? It seems to be emanating from him. And as you look, a couple things strike you. You see that the teeth have not been removed. You remember seeing that mm-hmm. as signs of slavery. So he's not a slave, or he wasn't. And also the, the odd smells that seem to be coming out of this creature. Out of this creature. And that is where we are going to end this episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's talk experience points. That's interesting because if his teeth haven't been removed and then possibly we're smelling these things about the creature, um, maybe they also remove the glands or something, like our scent gland or something that yeah. causes it, to, like when they're, I when they're slaves. I believe it's dragonborns that have scent glands. Experience points. You're going to get one discovery point for finding Rahkarab. That was the name of the village that city as people live in. Rahkarab. It's... 
a corruption of the Arabic words for mm. scorpion's rest. For defeating the creatures, you each get 11 experience points. And for rescuing, <laughs> and for rescuing this Sham. Sham from its apparent near-death experience, you each get five experience. So let's talk Norse battle. Mom, for her idea to chuck water at both Womberbash and yes. the fire creature. Yeah, yes. and because you didn't get the inspiration, I'll give you experience points instead. Yay! So, why Two. don't you take five for that? Yay! Five. Yeah. Guys, what did I do that was cool? You stepped on the sham. Yes. <laughs> I stepped on the sham. You got blinded real good. Yes. Yeah. In fact, you're still blinded. That's you're how we're going to start the next episode. Oh, that's right. We're going to start the next episode with that. In fact, I think I'm going to make it a permanent out. effect. Yeah. What? <laughs> he <No>. got... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I even got the no wah. That means it's super no. Yeah. Oh, let's see. What did Peter do that was really cool? <laughs> there was something. I know I there was something. I like the way you ignored Tira when she was like, stop that. You were like... Well, that's true. Well, he, you yeah, you his, did play your character. Playing, yeah. yeah, yeah you remembering did. that. Why don't you take five for role-playing your hidden obsession with Starstone? Not so hidden anymore. I would say that the two of you may be starting to suspect, yeah. but that's about it. There's something wrong with Peter. <laughs> well, you knew that. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I do not want to. And you can nominate yourself. I do if... not want to nominate Wombabash for... peeing <clears throat> <laughs> on the guy? <laughs> Well, I'm playing you, you my character. Lot, you had a lot of successful mind thrusts there. Yeah, uh, I did. I took, and he I was the one who, who eventually like completely took him out. I mean, my rage did nothing at all. My spirit garden did nothing. He did the most damage to that guy. Yeah, he definitely did the most damage. I should get half a point for urinating on him, though. <laughs> you can take an inspiration point. Yeah. And you can start the next episode with that. How's That'll that? be it, man. I can't wait to go to work and say, hey, I played this game and I got inspiration for peeing on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> on a fire monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What'd you do this weekend? <laughs> Peed on, on a fire, fire monster. monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that crunch. slang for something? Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, any other nominations? That sounds like a no. Yeah, no. Mm. no, not really. Good job. I knew that was going to be a challenging fight, but it seemed like it went a lot better than last time. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, Peter did take out two of the monsters, though. Yep. Uh, yeah. He took out one, and uh, Tara no, took out the other. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then there's just that one little guy who's now just kind of tootling about in the... I'm going to say that as the fire monster went kapoom, some of the flames got that Kapoom that guy, too. Yeah, so it's all good. Uh, let's go ahead and call it there then. Good job, everybody. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, we're going to go over our tallies. Yeah, we're going to do the recap here in just a moment, but I hope that was enjoyable for you. It was, yeah. And, uh, I'm glad we didn't end it where I wanted to. Okay, so let's hear your recaps. All right, Tira is 85 points into level four. Ooh, buddy. Well, Womberbash is now seven points into level six because through this... Five. Five. What's that? Five. Five. Why? You were at level four. Oh, yeah. That, four. No, no, because... Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm you're going right. to go into five and then I'll be... Uh, yeah, I'm seven points into level five. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but you're excited about five. Why? 
because I get to do some other dope stuff. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to keep that as like a secret. Yeah, we're going to save that for the Level Up episode. Peter? Uh, Peter Greyhawk is now 87 points into Level 4. Great. Good job, everyone. I hope everyone listening enjoyed this. I thought it was an interesting fight because it not only went better, <laughs> but because it exposed some more, a little bit more, some little hints about the nature of magic in the world of Vardalon. So uh, talk about it. Think about it. We'd love to hear from you on Twitter, on Instagram, by email, using the means that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And we hope to see you here again next time at Stack of Dice. First of all, before we get to that, yeah. Womberbash took a moment to wash. There's a there's a stone basin that has water in it and some mint crushed up in it. So it's a rejuvenating mm-hmm. rinse. So if you want to take some time to do that, you can. And then oh, you for can for us to wash ourselves. Yeah, in? Oh, okay. uh, please. <laughs> Cannonball. <laughs> it's Cannonball. not not a pool. It's a basin. Whoosh. <laughs> 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 you see, Peter. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs>